The following program is brought to you by Gallant Media Enterprises. Welcome. It's a wonderful afternoon, and you are listening to Abundance, Abundance Now, Now with Maria M. Lopez. Maria is a certified public accountant, financial advisor, and public speaker. She specializes in advising her clients in their personal business and finances so that they can achieve the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Her mission is to empower others by providing them with the financial tools and education necessary for them to create their own finances. Here is your host, Maria M. Lopez. Hello and welcome to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez, a radio show designed for entrepreneurs in South Florida where the topics we discuss are mindset, personal development, finances, and entrepreneurship. I am your hostess, Maria Lopez. I am a speaker, CPA, financial planner, and tax advisor. For all of your business accounting and tax needs, I invite you to connect with us at Gallant Accountants and advisors at 305-697-9730. Hello, Wanda. How are you today? I'm great. I'm thinking of shopping for this Cyber Monday. That is true. You know, I almost forgot it was over already. It's, it's like, not over. <laughs> it's not over until what It's not time? over until I've got my mother's present. Now, is it is it by time zones? I'm, I just wonder, is it because we're Eastern time? I can still, I guess we can still buy think, on the West Coast, right? I think shop until you drop. There you go. I love that. Well, also, what, also, it's National Cake Day, in case you're thinking National about Cake Day. food, as I always am. Okay. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that tip. Uh, today, Wanda, I invited a great colleague of mine and a pioneer in the formation of a not-for-profit organization, and I'll tell you what that organization is. And that organization is geared towards the collaboration of women to help and contribute to that community. My guest for today is Jamie Levinson, co-founder of 100 Women Who Care of Miami Day which is a not-for-profit organization. Hello, Jamie. How are you today? Hello, Maria. Thank you. It's What a wonderful day. It's a National Cake Day. <laughs> <laughs> Forget Cyber Monday, right? right? <laughs> and plus, it's nice weather, even though it's about 80-something degrees outside. I'm wearing boots. I've embraced the boots. After Thanksgiving, go. it's acceptable. There you go. I love that. Uh, Jamie is a commercial insurance producer at Hayes Company, specializing in large commercial real estate portfolio. Jamie is also the co-founder and director of 100 Women Who Care Miami-Dade, a group of women who come together to raise funds and awareness for the local community. Jamie, what is 100 Women Who Care? So 100 Women Who Care, uh, it was a very simple platform that was Mm -hmm. created in Jackson, Michigan. A woman named Karen Dunigan, she was the mayor of Jackson, and there was some some needs in the community and she didn't want to wait for a gala or to host a big fundraiser. And so uh, she found a local organization that needed baby cribs. A okay. lot of the babies in the inner cities were sleeping in dresser drawers or inside uh, beds with mom and dad. And, and she wanted to raise some awareness for baby cribs. So she pulled a group of her friends together and she said, everyone show up at this place with a hundred dollar check. And let's get some baby cribs. A hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars. And um, in one hour, they raised twelve thousand eight hundred dollars and awesome. supplied three hundred baby cribs. So that's where we started. And since then, we've right. we've spread all around the country. And uh, I opened up Miami Dade through um, our founder Melody Spano, mm-hmm. who at the time was just. Uh, in South uh, in South Florida, and right. so she was doing West Palm Beach, and I said, "There's no way I can go to West Palm <laughs> Beach to care. Right. I wanted to care locally." And so uh, myself and our founders, uh, Kim Rodstein, Terry Charte, Karen Maravitz, 
and Deborah Kolsky, we pulled together to create Miami. The Miami chapter. When yeah. was that? How long ago? How many years? 2014. 2014. So it's been four years. It's been four years. And the original chapter created in the state of Michigan, that was like, what, within the last 10 that was years? Tw- yeah, 12 years ago. Okay, 12 years ago. Yeah. So that was also in the time of social media. Sure. I am sure social media helped promote the initial foundation of 100 yes. Women Who Care, you would think, right? Yes, because you're able to connect and pass information. Of course much you know faster these days and also too it's such a simple platform mm-hmm. it's women who come together four times a year four hours a year and are right. donating to four different charities during the year during the, during year. the year that's awesome and how was it created I, your chapter the miami-dade chapter i know it's a 501c3 that's what we call a not-for-profit organization mm-hmm. under the irs tax rules but there's something specifically that you you were explaining to me about 100 women who sure. care tell us about that so when you have an idea and especially one thing that i've been advocating in our community is if you have an idea of something that you want to change Mm -hmm. you can do something about it and there's an easy way we're we're seeing now the gofundmes and you know facebook you can now on your birthday you can say instead Mm -hmm. of wishing me happy birthday donate a dollar to a cause so we're actually partnered with the miami foundation and what's so wonderful about the miami foundation is that they are are they're a fiscal agent So we were able to come to them with our platform and they, in return, we operate under their 501c3 status. Mm. So we're what you call a donor advised 501c3. Okay. So anyone who does donate to us just goes through the Miami Foundation under 100 Women Who Care Miami. And you have your own website, your own portal. We have our own portal. We have our own website. We have our social media. Okay, so people can go to your website and your website is? Our website is 100womenwhocaresouthflorida.org. Beautiful. And our Instagram, which Mm -hmm. is growing rapidly every day. Yes, I heard. (laughs) Is 100wcmiami. Wonderful. And now, what is the mission of the organization locally and nationally and internationally? We'll Mm -hmm. talk about the international presence as well. But what is the mission of 100 Women Who Care? What has become the mission today? Well, it's it's ever changing because our community is ever changing and the needs for our community is ever changing. So what I've really enjoyed about it uh, is, you know, it's it's a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. because I do have a a for-profit job and a husband and a daughter and a lot of things to balance but it keeps changing it keeps bringing new meaning because we're constantly granting new organizations and I feel like those new organizations Mm. that we're bringing awareness to really shed light on different issues that our members are able to get involved with Uh, one I can tell you about uh, team Kareem foundation that we had Mm -hmm. granted uh, our Keisha Reese her son had uh, sadly passed away on a field trip from drowning. And so she founded an organization. It's very small. It's very local. Uh, It doesn't have any national funding. Uh, But what she did was something so beautiful. She created a platform where she provides swim lessons and CPR certification to people within her neighborhood Mm. and to be able to prevent this from happening. So Again, at 100 Women Who Care, we are constantly learning about all these new organizations that are helping. You look at, you look at our, our city, our ever-growing city and all these high-rises. Right. Well, in between those, 
big towers um, and our skyline are different needs uh, in different areas. And I think that that's really one thing our group has been able to witness throughout the years is just all the needs that it takes to build a sustainable diversity. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I was going to ask you, Jamie, have we reached a cap full capacity of not-for-profit effort, meaning organizations? It seems like they're, they're newer and newer uh, not-for-profit organizations. My, I'll let you answer that, sure. and then I'll, then I'll share what I think. What do you think? You, I think that there's ways to collaborate. Okay. And I think that one thing is in any new city, it's hard to... Re we're just establishing what Brickle... I grew up in Brickle. Yes. There was nothing there. There was maybe two or three restaurants and that was it. Now, no, it's, it's, there's so many people living there. The city. There's so many restaurants. There's yes. so many things to do. And with that, there will be needs. There's going right. to be people who are suffering. There might be people who get sick. There might be people who, um, you know, have various needs and issues. So just in that one mile radius, there's going to mm -hmm. be needs. Right. So a nonprofit forms from people who are passionate about right. what's needed in their community. Right. So I think that, yes, we've seen an uptick. There's mm -hmm. a lot of new organizations, but also because of the fact that there is social media and there are people who are using their social media for good, I like to call it hashtag social goodness. There you go. Um, <laughs> I think that we're hearing about more of them because there's more people sharing them. And I think there's also been a tremendous growth. Thank you for that, Jamie. Sure. There's been a tremendous growth in, uh, in, 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 in ways like, like yourself, for example, that you have a, you're a full-time mom, you have a full-time career, and, and, and you have your husband, you're married, you have your family, your mom, your dad, your extensive family. And um, it's just that, uh, uh, and you found the time, you created the time to give to your community. And I feel that many others are doing the same, even though they have their full-time opportunities, a full-time career path, yeah. they're also contributing, creating a smaller, uh, smaller organizations, but they have reached the capacity to reach to many, mm -hmm. to hundreds or thousands. It's like that saying that says, think global, act local. Yes. Right? yes. That's, that's what we're doing here. So that's what we do. So our group of women, it's a membership. It's mm -hmm. $400 a year. Okay. And we have four meetings a year. When can they join? Anytime during they the year? They can join anytime. Okay. So you can join at any time. You can come to our meetings for free. You can come as a guest. You can mm -hmm. bring a friend. And as a member, you can submit a non-for-profit. So if you're a member, whether you're an executive director of a nonprofit mm -hmm. and you want to say, hey, I spend $1,000 a year on marketing, uh, why don't I spend $400 on becoming a member of this organization Beautiful. and submitting myself? And mm. that's really what we're seeing is a lot of these nonprofits are saying, you know what, for $400, it's a tax donation. I'm giving to other like-minded charities and I can submit myself for a grant. And our grants are anywhere between, I would say, six to $15,000 a quarter. Six to $15,000 a quarter. That's it just depends nice. on how many women we have carrying that sure, quarter. Sure, sure. So whatever contribution is, uh, is gained or received the last quarter, it's what gets distributed the following quarter. Is that yes. how it works? So we don't hold any money. That's right. Other than what's going to be allocated to the following quarter. Okay. So we don't hold any money for marketing dollars. All of the money goes directly to the charities. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's why shows like this and opportunities like this, Maria, are so meaningful for us <laughs> because you. it's it's getting the awareness and the word out there. Getting the awareness and the word out there so people become more familiar that mm -hmm. under women of care 
is out there and what the mission of the organization is. When is the next event? When do the events happen? Is it uh, the, the beginning of the quarter, mid-quarter? We kind of go wherever we can go for free. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we need sponsors. We need sponsors. So, so well, we we, well, CIC Miami has been our venue that cares awesome. um, in 2018. So I'm hoping that we mm-hmm. can we can go back. We really, it's such a cool space. Right. And what I love about the space is that it's really an inviting space because it is in an area that's accessible to people, whether mm-hmm. you're on the beach or Coconut Grove or North Miami. That's right. Um, or, you know, near, it's near Jackson. So, and what was so beautiful was at our last meeting, uh, one of the organizations that won was um, ICU Baby. Mm-hmm. And ICU Baby works with uh, families in the NICU. And okay. they're in Holtz Jackson, at Jackson uh, Hospital. Okay. So when we were sitting there, we were able to see exactly the hospital that oh, they wow, work with the families. Amazing. That's amazing. So it's very hands-on. The, the other advantage I see about uh, CIC Miami, the building, is that for, for those who are working on Brickell Avenue downtown and they live west or north, they can stay. I'm assuming your events are in the evenings, late they afternoon. They are, so 5.30 to 7.30. See, so it's perfect timing to stay, to network, to, to, to meet others, to collaborate, to fund, to give to others. And then after that, then we head home. Right. Pretty much, right. There's lesser traffic. Right. Or we stay around for some wine and some food. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we do have that. We have we have appetizers. We have some bites. Yes. Thank you, the yielding seed. Okay. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And you said about the, let's talk a little bit about the membership benefits. I know that those those who join, join because they want to give. Right. Those who join, join because they want to contribute and also because they may be interested also, I'm imagining, in creating or forming their own non-for-profit and maybe they have questions. Sure. Do you find people like that also, women I who come? I do. I do. I think that it's, you know, I've, I'm born and raised in Miami. I think that sometimes people say to me that move here, they're like, it's such a tough city to make friends. Mm-hmm. And I find it just the opposite. Mm-hmm. I make friends when I'm sitting at the nail salon, uh, mm-hmm. but I also talk a lot. So, <laughs> but okay. I think that what's, what's really great about this group of women and the feedback I get is just how diverse we are. We have actual nonprofit directors who are mm-hmm. doing this every day that are a part of the group. We have stay-at-home mommies that just want to be a part of this community effort. We have, you know, big bigger corporate donors, That's right. you know, that are there as well. So it's a way to kind of bring different people from all different walks mm-hmm. of Miami that are all coming together to do the same thing. So it really is like-minded. Okay. And we've created just a, a culture where our members, even though we don't have, you know, the biggest committee and we're not, you know, this, uh, we're not that sophisticated. Okay. But our members become our committee members. They're our advocates. They're out there it. and they're wanting it. to bring people in because it's such a feel-good experience to just stop and to do something what I call cause networking. That's right. And it's networking, but over causes and how you can help your community. Beautiful. And then also you find needs, I'm sure. Sure. In those conversations, I'm sure many not-for-profit organizations and many ways to give or who to give, we find out about those who are in need or those who need something, those who are in need of a grant, for example. Sure. And then we let them know about 100 Women Who Care. Right. So we get about 10 to 15 nonprofits that are mm-hmm. submitted every quarter. That's we awesome. pull three at random, and then those three get a five-minute pitch. 
And oh. what's so great about their five minute pitch is it helps them with public speaking mm-hmm. um, and it helps them with being able to get across their message. And sometimes it takes them a few tries. Right. But uh, it's definitely a rewarding experience, I think, for them. That's wonderful, Jamie. We're going to go back. We're going to go actually now in a short commercial break. Great. And we'll be right back with Jamie Levenshen from 100 Women Who Care. Maria M. Lopez is a Florida certified public accountant, public speaker in the areas of personal financial planning and holds a Florida insurance license. Maria is transforming the way South Florida thinks about their finances through her radio show, Abundance Now. Maria Lopez coaches on the areas of personal development and simplifies the complex U.S. financial system, providing the financial education, tools, and techniques for others to create the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Maria's passion is to create a wave of personal financial planning education that lends to a legacy of financial abundance to your children and grandchildren. Contact Maria at 305-697-9730, 305-697-9730 to explore opportunities and invite her to speaking engagements for your organization. Visit Maria's website at buymarialopez.com. We are back on Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. Today we have the pleasure of being joined by Jamie Levinson, co-founder of 100 Women Who Care Miami-Dade. Jamie, I love what we're talking about. We're talking about giving. This is the best time of the year to give. It's always the best time of the year to give, but this is so special in November and December because of the holiday season. Sure. Just recently in November, there was a special day, Miami Give Give tell, Miami Day. Tell us briefly about that. Can you share with us? Yeah. So the Miami Foundation, uh, they have every year Give Miami Day. Mm-hmm. And Give Miami Day is where so any nonprofit, as long as you're a 501c3, you can sign up and okay. be a part of Give Miami Day. And it's a day that is just where basically the Miami Foundation does all the marketing, creates the platform for you, and you can raise money and get um, and get you know grants from right. from strangers. And then they also have a pool where you can just donate, and then it gets dispersed, and you get bonus gifts. Right. So I think that there was, if I'm correct, I think that there was about 15 million this year. That 15 was million yeah. dollars. I think it was 15 million or Something 14 million. million. I might beautiful. be wrong, yeah. but I know that it last was a large amount. It was a large amount. <laughs> last year they had 700 nonprofits, and this year they had 800 nonprofits participate. So and, and the ones great. that get to participate are local not for profits. They are, right? yeah, the they're local. Miami, South Florida. Yep. And it's the same Miami Foundation that you partner it's with. The same Miami it's Foundation same we one. partner with. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, Jamie, tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. Uh, before co-founding the Miami Day chapter of 100 Women Who Care. What are your prior business activities? And then sure. I want to ask you, how has that helped you or, you know, like uh, uh, helped you in, in getting ready sure. for 100 Women Who Care? So uh, it's it's a background. Okay. I, I started off in corporate America working for Colonial Bank. Uh, it was a unique experience because the FDIC had taken over the bank. Okay. So I was 21 years old and was without a job. Mm-hmm. And it was really the, the downturn in the economy that made me kind of more of a I guess, a female hustler. Okay. okay. <laughs> and so from there, I did some property management. I was in property management, worked for developers, uh, actually right here in downtown Miami. Mm-hmm. And from then, I got into the insurance business. I was all I was always on the buying side of insurance for property mm-hmm. insurance on a very large scale. 
And it was always intriguing and complicated. And I just thought it was a great challenge. So I joined Hayes Companies six years ago uh, with an entrepreneurial mindset to work solely in a very niche industry, which is national commercial real estate portfolios, Mm -hmm. mostly consisting of shopping centers throughout the state of Florida. Uh, and okay. it's been a great ride. And there are uh, many of those shopping centers, of course. Yes. And yes. a lot of the newer shopping centers, like yes. on Brickle Avenue, that where you were discussing. Yes, like, yes. It's City Brickle. <gasps> well, oh, no, well, not, not Brickle City Center, but Brickle, things like that. So of, things of that like magnitude. that. Yeah, larger, yeah. larger shopping center portfolios right. uh, throughout the state uh, and nationally as well. Okay. And what... You know, I found was in my industry, it is a male dominating industry. Okay. And one way that I set myself apart was because of this platform of giving through 100 Women Who Care. One thing I realized is a lot of my clients, they have their own foundations. They're Everyone is giving awesome. somewhere. So to be able to find out where they're giving and how I connect, how I can connect with them over causes was something really special. And also to work for a company, I think that sometimes in corporate America, we think, you know, we don't want to take t- too much time off of work or, you know, we want to be entrepreneurial, but we can't okay. um, or it would be frowned upon if we did. Right. And I think that a lot of corporate companies are shifting that that focus to mm-hmm. know that if your employee has an entrepreneurial mindset and is able to do some of these, whether it's sitting on a board, whether it's sitting on, you know, different leadership or, or w- different women groups, mm-hmm. uh, I think that corporate America is looking at that as it just makes us happier sure. when, when we're sitting at our computer doing our work. I agree with you. I think we're seeing a shift uh, in uh, in the way corporate America has behaved or has thought for them for the past many 50, 60 years. Sure. And uh, it's a shift that it's actually very beneficial to everyone, to the employees, to the people inside the corporate America, and also to everyone else, to the families, to the consumers, to the public. Uh, how did your experience in business help you in your entrepreneurial journey in the not-for-profit world? Have you seen some of those talents and qualities? Sure. Uh-huh. Tell us sales. about that. <laughs> sales. Okay. Get, One thing go. that I've realized is, you know, I have an expertise in sales, and so that's okay. what I do. I sell insurance. Right. Uh, and, and as complicated as it is, at the end of the day, it's influencing people, mm-hmm. getting people to trust you with whatever it is. Bottom line, it's trusting you with their money. And so whether you're in the for-profit industry or in the non-profit industry, that donation or that check for that invoice is someone trusting you with their money. They trust you and so therefore they give you the money. So I feel that through the experience of sales and influence that I've, you know, traveled all around the country working with all Mm -hmm. different, uh, all different you know, developers and and big decision makers. I've really been able to listen more. Uh, I have a great mentor, David McBride, uh, uh, who's my partner at Hayes. And and he really taught me to listen more. And I've been able to now, with a lot of the nonprofits that I'm working with, it's so frustrating when you're not making that much money, Mm -hmm. you're having to meet these goals for your fundraising, and you want the nonprofit to survive. And if you don't run the nonprofit like a business, the nonprofit fails. What would you recommend to a not-for-profit founder, co-founder like yourself, leader, mm-hmm. in order to grow that business? Take take classes in sales. Sales. Go go on YouTube, sales find different sa- Yeah, business yes. development, sales. Listening. Yes, li- learning how to listen more. Building find out, trust. Find out what people's stories are. And also right now, mm. if you're a nonprofit, 
and you are working with foster kids, let's say, you know, do research. We have LinkedIn. We have social media. We have all these different avenues. Mm-hmm. If you want to target different foundations or different, you know, corporate companies that right. have these foundations, find out what they care about because it's an easier conversation to have mm. with them when you say, hey, I saw last year you donated $10,000 to XYZ nonprofit. Did you know that we do similar uh, acts of service as they do? I love that. Find out what they care about. Find out what they care about. That's a key. And that's a key for almost everything, Jamie. Everything. Would you say that? Mm-hmm. Right? I, love I think it. now corporate America, when you, when, I mean, when you want to get a job these days, is it uh-huh. just the resume or is it the actual sit down conversation now of someone saying, hey, what do you care about? Right. What are you passionate about? Right. What, what, what motivates you? What right. inspires you? That's what sets you apart. Totally. So I would definitely say to the nonprofit leaders uh, to, to do just that. Get some experience in sales, realize that even though you might be running the nonprofit and you might not have funds to hire a salesperson, Mm -hmm. do it yourself. DIY. I love that. I love that. And let me tell you, let me ask you this about 100 Women Who Care. Is it international already? It is an international presence? The Cayman Islands. It's um, in the UK, Canada. Mm -hmm. So it really has spread, you know, really all over. And I think as of last year, we were at $16 million in local giving. That's beautiful. Annually, of course. Annually, yes. Annually, okay. So it's probably more over the run of 8, 10 years, right? Sure, sure. That's beautiful. And the membership is about the same in every country, you will think. It is, it, it is. It's $100 a quarter. So okay. there's 100 women who care. There's 100 people who care, 100 men who care. We actually, 100 men who care. Yes, already? yes, 100 okay. kids who care. I love so, that. And with the kids, it's it's sometimes not $100. Sometimes with the kids, they do mm-hmm. like $50 donations. But here in South Florida, we have um, 100 women who care, West Palm Beach. We have mm-hmm. Broward. We have 100 men who care South Florida right. and 100 who care Miami. Jamie, we probably only have a few seconds left or maybe about a minute left. Sure. In your own words and experience, what does it take to succeed as a not-for-profit organization? I know you wish, talked a little bit about trust, sales and business development, but what, what, what else would it take? What, what has helped you to be successful in your co-founders and 100 Women Who Care I of Miami Day? I would say one word. And to, to leave that with some inspiration, it takes community. Community. And we need to keep building it here in Miami. And it's going to take more of us to be able to stop and say we need to contribute to each other to make better tomorrows for our for our future. That's beautiful. And tell me a little bit more. Tell me about some of the success stories. One success story of 100 Women Who Care that you can remember, maybe like a Someone who came with a not-for-profit, who didn't think they were going to win, but they won the grant. Uh, something that is really out of there. You're like, wow. I, I would say Mega Samantha Quarterman. Okay. She got up there for her five-minute pitch. She only yes. did two minutes. She was so nervous and so mm-hmm. scared. And we were rooting on for her. And we said, stay up there. Keep telling us, Samantha, you've got this. I love that. And she won. And it was that moment where she felt defeated and she had such a crazy day and she was so uncomfortable speaking in front of a group of 100 women. Right. And she won. 
That's right. That's yeah. right. What's your website again? So it's 100womensouthflorida.org. And our Instagram is 100womenwhocaremiami. And anybody can join today on the Anyone application? can join today. Okay, on the website. Beautiful. And it's $300 annual membership. $400. $400 annual membership. And when will be the next meeting? January? The next meeting will be in January. So okay. we'll have that out. Just follow us on social media on Instagram. Follow you on social media, Jamie. Wonderful. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us today. Thanks, Maria. I appreciate your time. And I know our listeners enjoyed our conversation this afternoon. To our listeners, I wish you a great rest of the day. And I look forward to seeing you next Monday. Bye-bye, everybody. Florida's exclusive home for Bloomberg Radio. For up-to-date news, the latest info, contests, and more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at 880 The Biz, where money talks.